Hello and welcome to my Discipleship Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Chu, and each episode is designed to build your faith and help you discover your purpose in life. Now, enjoy today's message. And Melissa has a new website that's launched, so I'd love to hear all the exciting things that God's doing through you guys. You know, really, I found purpose in the pandemic. And what that means is it's just a new and different way to minister to women. I've always had a heart for women. That's nothing new. The last 20 years I've spent in full-time ministry, but the idea of being more intentional and more focused and just really being able to speak directly to the heart of women, that's what God did in me through the pandemic. And so all my excuses like, oh, I don't have time to do that, or I'm too busy, or I'm traveling. God was like, "Uh uh-huh. Where'd all your excuses go now? And I was like, oh, okay, it's time to actually like obey God and do this. And so pulled together a website. Really, the website is just a launching platform for me to host my blogs and YouTube videos and just a place for women to come for me to speak to their purpose and their potential. And so they can recognize that they are anything but average. And so it's been a blast. It's um, it's been a labor of love. It's It didn't come easy, but I know nothing. Um, if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. Right. Yeah. And so we also uh, I have a private Facebook group where I get to speak to the women really intimately. There's uh, intimately with about 4000 women, which is super excited, exciting. They're from all over the world and from all different walks and stages and just to just point them towards their purpose and point them towards the Lord mm-hmm. on the daily. It's, it's an honor and it's a gift and it's a blast. It's my idea of a good time. <laughs> yeah. It's been uh, really fun getting your emails and watching your videos that you have. And I love the declaration page that you prepare yes. for people that it's just easy. They can get up in the morning. There's just simple steps of declaring who we are in Christ and, and having a great mindset for the day. So thank you for the tools that you've given and uh, for the encouragement that you're bringing. It's really been awesome in my own life. And I know it has been for other people as well. So appreciate you. Love your vulnerability in it as well. Like um, you share from your heart, you share the practical things, you share the yuck, you know, mm-hmm. and then you also share uh, the promises and the good things, the faithfulness of God. So it's so encouraging. Thank you. You kind of hit the nail on the head. Like it's just, there is no performance or there's no perfection. It's every mishap, every trial, and even the the triumphs, the good parts, the Lord just put directly in my heart that it's not for me. Like, yes, it's a refinement and it makes me better, but it's actually for other women to feel like there's someone that can relate to them to know someone that's been there, done that, or in the middle of it. And just to constantly, like you said, go back to the Lord daily. I mean, multiple times a day, those declarations are in my head. They're in my notes on my phone. It's just a constant conversation. Well, I want to give testimony to the Lord that this year, Melissa and I are celebrating our 17th year of marriage. So Congratulations. super, super excited. And that was kind of my lead into what I'm going to talk about, because about 10 years ago, I was not verbally, but in my head, I was complaining about Melissa and our three girls. 
And even though I never voiced my complaints, I was really complaining about Melissa and the kids and asking God, what is going on? And God sharply rebuked me. And he said, the problem is not with Melissa and the girls, our children. The problem is with me. Yeah. My first reaction was like, me? What, what are you talking about? I'm a man of God. I'm traveling the world and preaching. So God let me rant for a few moments. And then I finally told God, I'm sorry. I repented. And I said, God, you have to show me what is the deal. How do I help my wife and help my kids grow and become everything they're called to be? And God clearly laid out to me a message, which I call how to be a real man. And it's actually five essentials of being a godly man. So the book I wrote came out at the end of last year, A Real Man, What Our World Needs Today and What a Good Woman Deserves. And Promise Keeper is an incredible ministry. And someone at the ministry read my book and they said, wow, these concepts in your book will be so helpful. Would you join with us? I'm excited about this new venture, partnering and working with Promise Keepers. I'm in the midst of this 21-day challenge. You know, not only for these men, but for my own marriage to get better. So that's been real exciting just to help men to be men of God, will help families, will help marriages, and will help be a light and an example to the world of what a godly marriage should be. They just started translating this book into Swahili in Kenya. Somebody read my book and said, we'd have to get this in Swahili. So they just started that process about two weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm totally preoccupied with what in the world I could have done that could have bothered us. <laughs> we'll be talking later. Yeah. yeah. It was it was me. No, it's so good. There's always so much that we can grow in our marriages, right? Like um, yeah. I'm reading the book, Love and Respect right now, because oh. um, I see different okay. ways where I communicate and like, I'm not unlocking Ed, but I'm actually quenching things that are in him. So I'm like, oh, I have so much to learn about respect. And so I'm just diving into it on my own. I'm like, you don't even have to read this. Like you got this part. Like the loving part is really awesome. I just need to learn as a wife. My husband. Yeah. So that's been really revelatory where God's pointing some fingers in my own life and saying, Hey, when you respond to him this way, those words come out this way, you know, so always good to check our hearts and look at how we're ministering within our home first because that's going to make us more effective outside of our home. So thank you, Brian, for your book and just the ways that you're encouraging and catapulting men into new seasons in their life and going deeper in their marriages and being better fathers as well. So I want you just to kind of share some different things because I think it's important for people to understand the harvest is so ripe right now. You know, you can see it in the grocery stores. You can see like the, the the hopelessness and the despair of people. And like, all it takes is a smile. All it takes is that encouraging word or tuning into the Holy Spirit and saying like, okay, God, what are you saying? Like, how can I bring encouragement to this checker today? Yeah. Um, and so what are other ways or what are some things that you guys would encourage the average body of Christ yeah. that is not uh, in missions to be missional minded? The Lord spoke to me when, when the border shut and we weren't able to travel internationally. You would think that would be a game changer for us. Mm-hmm. And it actually opened the floodgates. It was it was really just the opposite. And the Lord spoke to me real carefully and clearly. And he said, you thought the biggest mission field was out in these developing nations. And it, it still is. That is still um great place to minister. But he told me, he goes, your biggest mission field right now is the woman sitting next to you in church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And he told me, he goes, she looks the part. Yeah. She dresses the part. She's in the right place. She's in church and she is dying inside. And she is too embarrassed and ashamed because she should know better to admit it to anybody. Yeah. And nobody's asking. And so it's too hard to volunteer that type of information, yeah. um, depression and anxiety and suicide off the charts these last several months. Yeah. And so I just had to shift my perspective to look who was already in my world. My mission field was already given to me just by who is my next door neighbor? Who am I already doing life with? Mm -hmm. And so I just started being super intentional with what I was already doing in my day. So things that I do on the day, I go for a daily prayer walk. I go for a, a run. I go to the grocery store. I host people in my home when it's COVID complaint. Things that I'm already doing. And I started inviting women to join me in that. Yeah. So I invited people to go on my prayer walks and you realize these are women in mm -hmm. church who assume they know how to pray, when to pray, what to pray. And they show up on my driveway. I meet them in the driveway and there's no chit chat. We hit the road and I'm like, okay, we're praying in tongues. And they're, you know, five seconds into it, they're good. And I'm like, no, we keep going. We keep going and we press in. We're building up our spirit, man. And we're going to go till it's uncomfortable. We're going to keep praying in the spirit until you want to stop. And so I realized this is stuff I'm already doing every day, yeah. but other people aren't necessarily doing it. So I'm using it as a wonderful opportunity, a wonderful tool to disciple women. You know what? It's not taking any extra time. I'm not having to go out of my way. Grocery store. I go to the grocery store once a week. Well, you know what? My girlfriend comes with me. And that's when we catch up on life. That's when we encourage each other. And that's when we experience that iron that sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. It's like we get all the things out in the car right on the way there. I'm already doing it. Yeah. Invite people to join you into your world and be intentional and be super mm -hmm. purposeful with them. I have a, a running group of ladies that I meet. One is a believer, but the other two, I'm not sure yet, but I'm going to find out. But you know what? I'm going to run regardless. And so I might as well run with some people. It's a captive audience where we got 30, 45 minutes or we're just hitting the trail and planting seeds and pointing to Christ. And so that's, that's my biggest encouragement for everyone because the Lord has given you gifts. He's given you talents. He's given you experiences, mistakes, trials, setbacks, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Every last bit of it is meant to refine you. Yes. So you can become more like Christ, but it's for you to share with others, to point others to Christ. That's the whole point of the gospel, to love God and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so as we first mm -hmm. get grounded and rooted in the Lord, the whole point is to give it all away, our time, our money, our talents, everything. And so if you're looking for a way to be more missional minded in your everyday, just look at what you're already yeah. doing and invite people into your world. That's and true. then you just be bold and you just be courageous and just point people to Jesus. However, that looks, whatever way is natural for you. So, yeah, I think what Melissa is saying and what we've been doing and, and people that are listening. So yeah, find those people that are already in your world. So like we have a list of couples that each month or sometimes more than once a month, we invite them into our house to share a meal. Mm -hmm. So start there. So if you're married, just make a list 
of people that you want to get together, whether it's on a weekly, bi-weekly or monthly basis, and just start going through that list. And that's a way to, to minister to people that you're already involved with. Bring encouragement to them and take their relationship with God to the next level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good. whatever activities, maybe you go yeah. to the gym. So that would be the place where you share the gospel with the people that work there or the people that are around you, or if there's a, a favorite coffee shop or restaurant you go, you kind of make that your mission field. So like for me, there's a new thing I'm about to launch. I like to play golf, as do many people at your church. I'm starting this new initiative called G3, and it's guys that play golf that love God. So if I'm taking something that I'm already passionate about, a hobby, and that, turning that into a missional platform mm-hmm. So we're going to have hats made up to say G3. We'll have shirts that say G3. So we're out playing golf. People say, well, it's G3. And we'll tell them, well, this is an outreach to guys that play golf that love God. You want to hear about it? I just have to say one other thing about this idea of inviting couples into your home, because it's not easy to host. First of all, it's a sacrifice. And there can be a lot of grumbling happening upstairs here when I'm preparing to host. It's always worth it. Take the time, make the effort. And here's the point of what I wanted to say. It's easy to get stuck in surface conversation, especially when there's couples and men and women. And I go in with a plan. Like I go in with a specific agenda before they arrive. This is prayed through and this is thought through. And we've just, I've discussed it with Brian and I just don't do chit chat. Well, I just, I can hang there for a little bit. And then I'm like, like, tell me what's going on with your finances. How is that debt going? What's happening with the relationship with you? Like, I just go there. Yeah. And we have had such mm-hmm. rich times, like deep, rich times, because we nobody else is asking. That's the thing. Yeah. People want to talk about the stuff that's going in their life, but it's so awkward to just be like, to just yeah. volunteer it. Yeah, But if you're asked and they're given the opportunity with a listening, caring ear, now you're doing life together. And this is true fellowship. And this is where the Lord gets to be in the middle of it. And so I think it's fine to have people at your house, but you got to be courageous and you've got to be intentional to just direct and dial in that conversation. Yeah, that's what Jesus did. He asked the hard questions. Awesome, you guys. Well, I would love for you guys to pray for us that you would just bring some encouragement their way. Go ahead and pray, hon. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just stand in awe and wonder of who you are in our lives. And we just thank you that we get to call you Lord, that we get to call you Father, that you are the forgiver. You are our physician. You are our provider. Lord, we just honor you. And we say we can do nothing apart from you. And so we thank you for who you are in our lives. And Lord, I just ask that you speak to everyone within the sound of my voice right now. I speak to dormant gifts and talents that might be resting in them. And I pray for an awakening that they would rise up in the name of Jesus. And I speak supernatural boldness, courage. Lord, I speak to fear and I say you have no place in their lives. I speak to intimidation and I say, you must be gone. I speak the authority of Christ, the same authority that raised Jesus from the dead lives in each and every one of them. So I speak life. I speak love. I speak joy. I speak peace over everyone. 
And I pray that their eyes would be open supernaturally to the mission field that you have already given them. And I thank you for the transformed lives as a result. I thank you that lives will be changed. People will recognize Jesus and their knee will bow and their tongue will confess that you are Lord. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise and thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, friend, for listening to this podcast today. You can visit my website and send me your prayer request and feedback. And also to get more discipleship resources, visit www.nowhope.org. Until next time, I pray that you will stand strong in your faith. Have a great day.